When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Friday Night Insight, Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. Usually, there is a guest co-host by my side on a Friday, but unfortunately, NXT UK's Andy Shepard had something come up rather last minute. I only found out today, so he will be rebooked in the coming weeks. And, of course, the ever-dependable wonder kid, Louis Dangor, stepped into the fray. Luigi, how are you? Well, yeah, good. You and I haven't done a show together this week. So mm. we thought, you know what, we'll give the people the duo that they all love um, today. Hey, a message. hey now, you say they all love. You <laughs> want to fight me. Lest we forget. Listen, listen I don't want to fight you. Yes, but, you do. But, 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 if it means we get 100K subs, it's a sacrifice I'm willing to take. Brother, I will train rocky four style out in the snow in the mountains that will be me it works well because people love the duo so well i reckon any celebrity that could have like a a boxing match call it right and and that could be and and that could be pretty high on that list there's two people you want to see go face to face sure that's all i'm saying are we the ant and deck of wrestling media i i don't i I mean are we (laughs) i don't know why not? Why not? Um, anyway, regardless of that, Luigi has been good enough to step in for us. So thank you very much, my friend. Um, we've got some stuff to get into tonight, guys, in regards to Brock Lesnar. There's been some further developments and little bits and pieces of news. But you know how loose we keep it here on Friday nights. On Wrestling Daily, we're going to have a Q&A towards the back end of the show. Anything you want to ask Louis or myself, you'll be able to do that. And... Louis and I are going to have some fun tonight with some questions of our own. Look at this. Quizzlemania fans out there will notice what the white bars are all about. We will ask questions of each other. We will get some answers in. And we will try and guess each other's answers, which, of course, will be fun. Mr. and Mr., I think, would be what that game's called. Mm, Um, uh, mm. Anyway. Uh, also, guys, if you want to set the tone tonight, if you've got a hot take you want to deliver, you want to comment on something that's happened, you know what to do. It's wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. And the mod mother herself will give us the goods. I did forget to read out one last night. Silly me. So I'm going to kick the show off with that very ultra chat now from Planet Dan, who says, I completely agree with Steph. 
Vince tells everyone he is high on them when he isn't. If he was high on Tommy End, he wouldn't have been sat in a dark room for months and Peyton wouldn't have been released. Interesting. Uh, what Planet Dan refers to, Louis, is Steph saying that Vince basically tells people that he's high on them or whatever. And of course, that can change like that if that ever was the case. I, uh, yeah, I, I agree with Steph, and I also disagree with her. Like, I think Vince, when he says that, is probably telling the truth. Like he probably is high on them. Just it changes. They can do the small. Like th- this is a man that supposedly doesn't like facial hair because the facial hair is winning, and he wants to beat the facial hair. Like this is a man. I think you can do the smallest things, and it will set him off. So I do think that maybe he was high on Alistair Black at a point. But then that just changed very quickly. And I think that could be said for a lot of people within WWE. Like Vince is high on them and then something changes. Uh, but yeah, this whole Alistair Black, everything that's been going on has been absolutely crazy. He's, he's been very interesting to listen to on Twitch recently with, with all of his revelations. Um, I think his shoot interviews, if he'll ever do one, although it doesn't sound like he's a big fan of the media at the moment. I was um, about to say, we won't get it, but yeah. No, we won't. Go. We won't. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, I think that'll be very interesting if he does have a talk. Me, he'll probably be on uh, Z- Z- Thea's Twitch, which will be just as interesting. But yeah, Indeed. see. Uh, Elizabeth Stanley says, don't make me quote PJ and Duncan, Alex. I will do it. I'm intrigued. Louis, do you know who PJ and Duncan are? No. Ah! <laughs> now, I'm only laughing because it's nothing against you. You're just very young. That's Ant and Deck. That's who they were. Really? In their early career, they were PJ and Duncan. They I had, would not have known that. They had songs, Louis. I, oh, I, I know they, they had songs. Ready to Rumble. Yeah, but as PJ and Duncan, they had songs. That, I'm, I'm going to Google it right now. I don't know if they had number ones. I feel like they did. They were PJ and Duncan in Biker Grove. You don't know what that is either, do you? I do. But so my parents have spoken about Biker Grove before. This yeah. is a thing that sounds familiar. Right. Let's get ready to rumble with PJ and Duncan. Right. That wasn't mm-hmm. under the Anton Deck banner. Um, Biker Grove okay. uh, is like they were just Geordie school kids. That's what they were. Um, wow. I okay. forget how much younger you are than me. Wow. I'm a young one. I'm a young P- one. PJ and Duncan. Great throwback from Elizabeth Stallion there. I like that. I like that. Um, also, Hector Rodriguez. Uh, there he be. There he be. How you feeling after getting the vaccine, Alex? Uh, yeah, I'm okay now. Uh, I was better yesterday. I'm going to go for a run tonight. I'm going to hit the gym after this show and um, feeling okay. It, it, it was just like the, I would say, I probably could have done Wednesday's show if I'd really wanted to. Um, he just saw the releases, too. It would be hard work and was like, nah, we'll, we'll, we'll pile that <laughs> well, off to I had, I had to sort that out for TalkSport anyway, right? Yeah. So, like, um, I, I just, yeah, it was one of them. I just decided to take it. I still had a bit of a headache, so I just thought, no point rushing it. Um, My parents were about 36 hours after they stopped feeling the symptoms. But mm, I would say, at least yeah. you're, one, you're one step closer to um, freedom. Well, I had a text today from someone in... From someone. I'm just going to say from someone. And um, I think for the media to go to SummerSlam, you need to have both vaccines, is the the rumor I'm hearing, right? Um, This is unconfirmed at this point, but this is the rumor. And um, I will have had my second one 10 days before SummerSlam. So in theory, I could make it. Um, 
I don't know how they're going to, yeah, I don't know how it's all going to work. But You have to probably give your card, like show your vaccine card thing. I don't know how it'll work with passports, all that, all that malarkey. Um, yeah. I don't know. Who so knows? I don't know, if you, I don't know if you've seen this, but I have booked a hotel in Chicago. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. For September 4th. My thought was I would try and go to SummerSlam, but I'm still going to be 20. Well, you can still go to SummerSlam. You just won't be able to do the media stuff, I, I, I assume. But I'll still be 20 in Vegas. <laughs> Like, come on. If I'm going to go, I'm going to go, right? I'm not going to, to like, have a little, like, kids holiday. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go to Chicago. So my hope is I'll be double vaxxed by them, but who knows? Who knows? You might be. I mean, it, it's it's in the mid, it's in the mid-20s right now, isn't it? Or late 20s? 30s. No, it's not. It's like, people. They've offered it to the 30-year-olds because my missus is 29, turning 30 next Friday, and she's been offered it. So it's in the late 20s. I mean, maybe. Might make its way to you. Certainly maybe. by, um, yeah, maybe by September. You might have had two. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. It'd be very close. Maybe. It will be close. If not, well, I mean, AW seemed pretty lax by it in terms of getting people to, not not lax in terms of like casual, but I don't think anyone in that went was double-vacked or if they were. Sean is, isn't he? Sean is. Don't know. I don't know how it's working in America. I'm just thinking, oh, like there are people our age. Well, I say our age. Uh, Your age. My age. Like Izzy was there. Right. Yeah. Shouldn't be double vaxxed. No. Exactly. Um, yeah. But <laughs> it will be. It's, so I've seen in the comments, when is my birthday? So my birthday is between SummerSlam and All Out. It's 27th of August. So oh, so you. Out. What's hang on? You'll be 21. I'll be 21 at All Out. Ooh. I will be 20 at SummerSlam. Shit. There you go. Mm, exactly. If you come to Chicago, you'll have to take me on my first drinking experience in America. <laughs> um, I'm sure that can be arranged, my friend. I'm sure that can be arranged. Um, man, I, I mean, I hope, obviously, I'm hoping to go. Um, I haven't booked my hotel. I, I need the travel to, like, you know, I need, I need the green light. And then I'll book. Some. I mean, to be honest, the only reason I did it, I did it through booking. I'm sure people are loving hearing this about our travel. I did it through booking.com where I can cancel on September the 3rd and it costs nothing. So I just thought I'll get a hotel nearest to the stadium, to the uh, Sears Center. I think it's the Now Arena now. I'm a day mm. older than you. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, so I thought book it, screw it. And then I won't book flights yet until I think July 18th is when. Uh, when uh, Biden's saying what we can do in terms of travel. So we'll see. Hmm. To pivot back to that ultra chat, by the way, um, I mean, it's one of them things like people reach out to me all the time and say, Vince likes this person. Vince likes this person. And I've learned there isn't much stock in those reports. Like I, I have done them in the past. Right. And, and the lineup isn't great. Like when I look back now where they are, you know, who, I, have you, who have you heard out of interest? Because I've heard people, the majority of which, not the majority. Well, I'm gonna, let, let me are... let me go through the list that I had here that have not panned out amazing. Um, okay. So Keith Lee, right yeah. after he beat Randy Orton clean, which by the way isn't a stretch to think Vince wanted that, but I know that Vince told Randy to make him a star, but obviously for whatever reason, and there's a lot of speculation as to what that is right now. Keith Lee is off TV. Um, Angel Garza, Vince said, he's like a young Eddie Guerrero. 
And now, where is he? He's shoving roses up people's asses, apparently. So there was that. Um, again, he had a, but they're going through great runs when this is being said. So it's kind of like, uh, anyway, I just kind of learned. I think there was another one with a woman that I did that he was high on. Selena Vega. I, I had, uh, I had, <laughs> Zelina. I had Zelina and, Vega. And then she I, was released. Yeah. I had Peyton Royce as well. Yeah. I was told Peyton Royce, he was high on her. I was, who else was I told? But this Street is the profits. Thing. That that's been all right. Street profits. Mm, that's that's fine. I, I think Asuka, um, I was told Asuka at Mania last year, seeing her as and I quote dependable because she was appearing on all shows, which kind of worked. Kind she only dropped the title recently. We'll, we'll go with it. I'll count that oh, as a semi semi win. Uh, but that's semi, the thing. I, I semi saw someone, best. I saw someone go. Meltzer's not reliable. He reports that WWE's high on all these people, and they're not. And I'm like, no, because I don't doubt when Meltzer's heard that that he's heard that from a legitimate source, and that Vince was high on them. Well, it just look, changes so quickly. It's, it's not that. It's not that you know when when anyone gets told anything by a source, it's not that. Yeah, no, no, one, no, no. I guess no one's sitting there like fabricating sources. Like sometimes sources will tell you things, and then it just. Mm. Change it well, some are, but you know, John what I mean? is back on the scene. Sorry, uh, um, but I mean, yeah, Joe, what a day! Um, but I I don't know, it's it's a strange one because things do change quickly, and that's why like, I stopped doing those Vince McMahon reports because I just thought, what's the point? Um, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't actually, it, there's no real tangible way of saying it's true or not because you know, it could go one way or the other, you know, you can't really justify it so i just thought eh, it's not really news it's speculation at best because everything changes so quickly so yeah i stopped doing what Vincent man thinks anyway um i don't i don't like you said i don't doubt he does go high on hot and cold on people and you know i always remember those reports when i know where vince would be in a creative meeting and he'd be like what are we doing with uh like jimmy snooker's daughter and they'd be like tamina and he'd be like yeah what are we doing with her uh well, not much because you haven't said anything. Oh, to, to find something for her, and then a few weeks later you'd forget again. Like, you know, it's it's funny. But anyway, let's get to the titular news, Luigi. Someone now, that Vince is pretty high on. He, well, he, he better be the amount he spends. I have to say, uh, we obviously delved into this quite deeply with Steph yesterday in terms of Brock Lesnar and the possibilities coming to SummerSlam, but. Louis, there's been some further developments um, from one of the newest, best sources in wrestling. Yeah. Uh, hit us up. See, Andrew Zarian, who has now transformed himself very quickly into one of the most reliable sources of wrestling news, um, he reported that um, John Cena was set for SummerSlam, which was then corroborated by Dave Meltzer. And um, he's now reporting that Brock Lesnar is set for SummerSlam. Obviously, in a separate report, Brian Alvarez said that WWE is building towards Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley didn't give a date for that, but logic would kind of dictate if that's the next big show Brock's going to be appearing at. Bobby Lashley presumably is going to be done with Drew McIntyre at Hell in a Cell. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would have said that at WrestleMania, but is yeah. that a match that WWE books for SummerSlam? If it's me, one hundred percent. I. It's a match fans have wanted to see for years and years and years. A match that Bobby Lashley has spoken about quite openly is the reason he returned to WWE. I think if Brock Lesnar is back by SummerSlam, which this report at least indicates, and our kind of understanding, as, as Alex and I have said on the show previously, 
um, is that Brock will want to be back when fans are back and with in, in terms of him, him living in Canada when quarantine rules aren't as rigorous as they are now. Um, so being back for SummerSlam makes sense and facing Bobby at the show makes complete sense. And I know you tweeted this and I'm sure you spoke about it with Steph yesterday, but a, a two-match, if, if your world title matches are John Cena and um, Roman Reigns, I know you want Seth Rollins, and I know you think it's Seth it's Rollins. Not what, it's not what I want, to be clear. It's just, I, you know, they obviously tease yeah, something with Rollins and Reigns. Yeah, anyway. I just think that if they can get Cena for the show, that is the biggest match they can do. And then you can do the Seth one at a Survivor Series or a Rumble. I think it's still got more legs to it. I, I kind of, I think they're doing the Jimmy stuff now. I wouldn't want to see that story rushed with Seth, maybe, but hmm. who knows? I mean, who knows? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Probably I mean, be at money. It'll probably be at money in the bank, knowing knowing WWE. <laughs> They'll just rush it, put it money in the bank. Yeah, I, I mean it's weird, right? Like for, for me, um, and Steph made a good case of this. You have before as well. I, I get it. If if Cena is like a hurdle for Roman, and then maybe there's Brock to get to the Rock or whatever, right? Like that is a great path for him to run, and I'm I'm behind it. I also. And one of the few people, it would seem, judging by my tweet yesterday, there was a lot of people that were like, oh, Seth Roman. I think it's been a while since they lot horns. Both of them are kind of new versions of themselves since they last did. I would be totally here for that. I really would. So um, I, I think that's a big enough match to be a SummerSlam match all day, every day. Um, again, if you've got Cena, though, great. And if you've got Lashley and Lesnar, how do you not do that now? Yeah. Like, you know, they, they would have to go out of their way to avoid that match for SummerSlam. And uh, in terms of other stuff, I, I know you spoke about it, Seth. I think Seth and Edge, that's Britain. Mm -hmm. For considering, like, the, uh, I don't know if people remember, but the whole, like, when Edge was actually retired, Seth threatened to curb stomp him when he was part of the authority. That could be really cool. There's something to build off. And that is a three-match card. Four matches if you do Banks and Belair, which I know we've wanted, we've thought could be a possibility. Maybe even a three-way with Bailey. Um, yeah, I think that could be a really, like, four matches to pin your pay-per-view on. Maybe something with the Usos and the Mysterios, if they want to drag that out. That'd be a barnstormer of a match. I think SummerSlam, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, Mm. And I know this has never worked well for me before. Mm. I think SummerSlam is going to feel more like WrestleMania than WrestleMania did this year. Is that going out on a limb? If it's going to be in a stadium like we all expect it to be, and one and the first yes. major, first major pay per view back with a full stadium, maybe, maybe not. And it's maybe. WWE's second biggest show of the year anyway. I don't know if it's that much of a limb. Maybe not, but I think, like, I mean, there's been talk of Cardi B as a special guest host. I think this is going to be, I know, I know, I know. But I think this is going to be WrestleMania for WWE this year. I've got to be honest. I think this is going to be, WrestleMania was an understated affair, by all things considered. I know it was in a well, stadium. In this, okay. hang on, hang on. You're, in this climate. You're, you're, no. say, you're saying words right now. Please take a minute. Yeah. In this climate, how can that be understated when they had 52,000 people there okay. every nights? Okay. Ah, yeah, okay, okay, hold up. Understated in terms of who we saw on the show. Like, no, hang on, no Brock. <laughs> hang on, no no Brock. Why, because no. we had all full-timers? Hang on, you, yeah, so you telling me, like, so for the first time ever, no Triple H, no Undertaker, no Shawn Michaels, no John Cena, no Goldberg, no rock, no, no Brock, like no Becky, no Charlotte, 
I mean, yeah. like, you look at this. It's eight of your top names, really. No, you're not wrong. You're not. You're not wrong. But what I'm saying is to say it was understated. I just feel. I think understated by WrestleMania standards, not by current wrestling standards, but by by WrestleMania standards, it was with 36 one of the more understated affairs. Given, I guess, you can't have Cena come over. But I think WrestleMania so you, is going to be. You're talking purely star power, then. Purely this, star power. Yeah, I think. Okay. I think WrestleMania. Uh, I think SummerSlam is going to have more star power than WrestleMania would. And in terms of like legends being on the show, yeah. Things like that. Like, I, I think this will be a huge, huge show for WWE. Uh, they're going to want it to be like, I know they're touring the month before, but I think this is going to be the like, right. No fucking about it. We're back. Well, we, we are back. Stadium show. Yeah, it will be the and full crowd by by all accounts. Um, yeah, I think that this will be huge for WWE. And I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it, man. I, I, if you are sat there in the crowd, I've got to be honest, I'll be quite jealous of you. Um, mm-hmm. Sat there, sat there, and like, who knows? If, yeah, who knows? But no, I, it should be, should be a very, very good show. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot has to happen for me to be in that crowd, the more I think about it. But I hope so. Um, Have you had this epiphany while we've been talking? Of what? Of of me right. being there? Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about it then. Like you know, even clearing it with work and stuff, it'd be difficult. But um, either way, I would say like don't directly equate legends to something being the highest it can be. I'm not, but you you, you did. W- no, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Personally, I liked how there weren't legends on this show. I liked how. Well, this is. It. Let me just interject there quick because it's an important point. If there are too many legends, what do people say, Lou? 
Oh, people moan, hundred percent, right? And then this year, people were like, "Hmm, not not a lot of star power in WrestleMania." <laughs> so like, it's nice if you find the balance between the two. And to me, is. if you look at um, and oh man, I hate being this comparison guy. AEW typically, if they have a legend or someone like that, they use them with someone who can benefit from that, and they tend to do it pretty well. I think thus far, um, you know, you don't have. Sting coming in and taking the belt off Omega, for instance, right? Like it's not, it's a different thing where WWE kind of do it different. So I think it can work and it does, it can help. And naturally, I still thought Charlotte should have been on the show. Bailey should have had a match on the show. Becky Lynch should have, you know, if she could have been there, would have been amazing. All of that. But, you know, some of the names you rattled off, I don't want to see Undertaker or Shawn Michaels or Goldberg. I don't want to see it. I get it. I get it. But like, how do I word this in the best way possible? There were people look, you listed that would have yeah. helped the show. Right? Yes. A Cena, a Brock Lesnar, but there was a lot of names you listed that wouldn't. I would have liked Triple H and AJ Styles as well, for the record. But mm-hmm. outside of those three and like a Becky return, you know, I, I, mean, think, I think it's unfair to go like, Shawn Michaels weren't on there. Undertaker no, wasn't I know, on there. I, no, I, I think it wasn't that. It was just in terms of that that was the first year that none of these huge names had been on the show. It felt like a big WrestleMania that what they didn't have them. I mean, if you look at the card, listen, with all due respect to some of the names on the card, with with all due respect, Sheamus and Riddle, Rhea and Asuka, Big E and Apollo Crews, even Drew and Bobby to an extent. If I read that off to you, that sounds like a backlash card as opposed to a WrestleMania card. Hmm, I don't know. You you telling me if that's the card for Backlash, we're sitting there like, that's a really good card for a Backlash show. That that feels like a, not a B-show card. For me, it, it didn't feel B, like B uh, like a B-show because of the, the spectacle and being in the stadium, but the matches that were on offer weren't like, damn, this is a Mania match. Whereas I think for some both, of them... Both main events were Mania matches. <sighs> They were the, the, <laughs> the universal title. Yes, you don't and think Mania, Blair and Banks is a, it was a oh, 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 okay, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Automatically in my head, I are you just, thinking world titles, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, uh, yeah. Also, I, I know like they've done it at little pay per views, but um, Zayn and Owens to me felt like a, a big deal, and also, yes. um, and also the way Cesaro was built into Rollins felt like a WrestleMania. Yeah, all bit okay, a mid-card match, sure. But it felt yeah. like a man it felt like a mania match. So like there, there was enough, in my opinion. Yes, I get what I you're agree. saying. I get what you're saying. Um I, I, but I you, just, you compare I, that to Cena and um Reigns and um Bobby and uh, and Brock, that feels like mania. That feels like all right. We do, are, I, but, do I want to see Reigns and Cena more I than don't, than Reigns Edge and Brian? I don't know. No, no, no. Okay. That one, that match on its own was like main eventing any pay-per-view. It was your three biggest stars in the company. That one I had no issue with. Okay. But I'm saying like you you put the two world title matches head to head with each other. I can't remember the last time two world title matches were that strong. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I made that case on Twitter yesterday, right? Like if that is the top of the SummerSlam card or whatever variations we've spoken of, I'd be really happy. That'd be a massive SummerSlam. From from my memory, um, I agree. There needs to be star power. I just wanted to cap what you were saying because some of the names yeah. you rattled off, I was a bit like, eh, I don't know if that no, helps. I know, um, I, I know what you. I think it was more symbolic of 
that like listen if WWE wanted Goldberg for the show they could have had Goldberg for the show I think it was just in terms of the attitude WWE took for me was a little bit interesting because well they, they had to they, I guess yes because like, they couldn't have Cena they couldn't have Lesnar they could, so they, had... they could have had gold, but they could have had Goldberg if they wanted to. They they could have done something with Charlotte if they wanted to. They could have. They could have. I mean, Goldberg Bailey. Bailey got... Goldberg isn't as clear cut as you think, right? Because he's already had one this year. He only has two a year, and I think that well, I'm I hear WWE want to get to Saudi Arabia in the second half of the year, and he's on that very small list that the Prince, whatever you know, I don't know how that works there with the government and all of that stuff, but. He's on that list that they like in Saudi Arabia for some obscure reason. So maybe WWE think, ah, I don't know if we can blow through Goldberg like that. Um, but either way, I hear you. I hear you. Let's, um, let's ask some people now on Ultra Chats. Here is the comments, guys. You have to get it read on screen by going to WrestleTalk.com forward slash wrestling daily once you have done that we shall read the goods out on screen we're already halfway through the show what the hell is going on um from here by the way we will do a q a in the final section but next you heard me next louis and i are going to do a special little mr and mr game um that we're gonna uh, we're gonna kick things off with and uh, i'm looking forward to it because uh, I, we're going to get some opinions from Louis. I'm going to do some general topics where both Louis and I will just put our opinions down. Then we will step it up a gear and we will ask for each other's or guess each other's opinion. Ooh, Guys, like in the chat, you are welcome to join along. Before we do that, let's get to the Ultra Chats that we have waiting. Uh, Matthew has said, hello, Alex and Louis. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very good. I'm doing just okay, but that can be better. Hmm, I hope it gets better. Uh, there's talks of me possibly going to Chicago for All Out, which would be insane. Also, imagine if Kenny versus Hangman happens there. So, Brock Lesnar to be continued. Uh, so, hang on, the chat continues here. SummerSlam, I can think of nine matches that could make this pay-per-view of the year. Wow. Lashley Lesnar, Roman Agreed. Cena... Seamus Keith Lee. I mean, a lot has to happen there. Yeah. Um, I'd Apollo, like it though. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be against it. A Apollo Cesaro. Yeah, I'd like that. I mean, I'd like it. I don't know if it's yeah. Um, Rhea versus I don't know. <laughs> you can't make a case for the best baby of the year and have Rhea versus I don't know. Uh, Bianca versus Sasha. RK Bro versus AJ and Omos. Usos versus Profits Mysterios. By the way, Usos Mysterios is tonight. Can't wait for that. And then a special attraction of Seth versus Edge. I don't know about you, Louis. Uh, if that was to be the card, I'd be a happy man. Me too. Me too. I reckon you see Becky Lynch, though. Mm, I think she might do what Roman did last year and appear. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Whether, whether she wrestles or not, she will be on the show, I think. Yeah, in some capacity. When the music hits, big stadium. Yeah, I could feel it. Um, oh, oh, when the music hits, are you telling me that bleeding truck that they've had for her, oh. she won't come riding on that? What? Well, don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> of course she will. Of course she'll come on the truck. That sounded will. bad. Um, she, <laughs> she will arrive to the ring on the truck. Um, Bo Hill says, what do you think? 
Vince's ultimate legacy will be in the wrestling business. How do you think he'll be remembered when it's all said and done? A genius for what he built or to tell a toe, toe tell, la, 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 who refused totalitarian. to let go? There you go. Totalitarian. Why couldn't I do that? Who refused to let um, go or both? The... For, for me, hang on. Go on. I, I do think it's important to recognize that, you know, Vince is essentially a genius of professional wrestling. He's brought us yeah. the landscape that we have today, right? I, yeah. I, you know what? You know what? John Moxley said this Uptown Avondale was going to do his usual stick here. John Moxley said this perfectly to me in an interview once where he, he wouldn't have what he has today without Vince McMahon. He wouldn't be able to do what he loves for a living on the stage that he does without Vincent Mann. AEW wouldn't be able to exist without Vincent Mann to a degree. It wouldn't. He evolved wrestling past what it was to what it is. And I get it, right? He was kind of, you know, almost... Uh, well, you know, WrestleMania obviously was revolutionary and you could argue WCW kind of forced him to evolve at one point. But for sure, the man has played a massive part in making wrestling, you know, for me and Louis to be able to sit here and talk about it. For yeah. it to be to be the worldwide phenomenon that it is, that is what Vincent Mann has done. I think to calibrate Vince then versus now is a difficult thing to do, right? Like now, I think he's more of a businessman. He has to preside over this global company, and least on his to do list is what the shows are. He wants to work yeah. out TV deals. He's got Mer he's got he's got all of these different divisions. You know, WWE is a massive company now. He's got all of these things to preside over. He's not like Tony Khan, where he's sitting there writing out shows every week. He ain't got time to do that. He employs like 40, 60 people. And then on the day of the show, he just goes, yeah, yeah. He doesn't really care, it seems. And That's how it's, important, it's important to note as well. You mentioned how Vince is now in terms of TV deals and stuff like that. He's incredibly successful at it. I was speaking to SB3 about this on the show. He was ahead of his time with the network as well, lest we forget. Like WWE is, in terms of a business, so successful. Like I was talking to SB3 about this, and we were speaking about sort of how Vince has changed on the releases show. And I said, in terms of what like WWE isn't a like I know they are a wrestling company, but for me, they're a business that also does wrestling. And yeah. in terms of the business side of it, they are so successful. And I think people just look at, oh, WWE's failing because the shows aren't good. And I understand why people might think that. But in terms of business, WWE is great. Investors are very happy. Um, so for me, Vince will always be remembered as, it depends who you ask. Vince will, for anyone that has any understanding of the business, will say that Vince is, without question, the most influential person in this industry. Well, he is. Ever, he is. Ever. He is. And I don't think it's... Uh, it, uh, Alex doesn't do your job you you don't have the job that you have in terms of covering wrestling without vince talks what no. talks what wouldn't pick it up they'd be like what's this small wrestling thing that's going on vince brought it to the mainstream with wrestlemania with pay-per-views with monday night raw vince is undeniably a genius and i saw a couple of comments saying he was a survivor in the business i completely disagree with that i think that he is the you, business you, you get found out eventually if, you, if you're a survivor, TNA are survivors in this business. Vince, 
Vince is not a survivor. Vince they're doing, is. They're doing great, by the way. They yeah. are. They are. But TNA should have died yeah, years ago. Right, yeah, I, th- I thought they were going to die at one point. Um, can that just, I don't want to interject too much because I want you to finish your point. But have you I'm, seen I'm Josh, have you seen Josh Alexander and TJP? I haven't because I, I haven't. haven't had an, I haven't had I'll, an hour to spare. But no, I've heard very good things. Me too. I want to watch it tonight. Anyone who's seen it in the chat, let me know what you think. I've heard nothing but good things, and I really want to watch it. So. Um, yeah. Uh, yes, Louis, I agree with everything you had to say. I, I mean, you can't deny. I mean, I know Vince is not the most likable man and he makes many decisions that makes it hard to like him in this day and age. I get it. Um, but still, if you look at it objectively, the man is extremely accomplished. And successful. You say that, though. We're in a wrestling bubble here. He makes decisions we disagree with. But in terms of multi and multi-billion dollar companies in the world, his decisions aren't that irregular. They're not irregular at all. They are very typical of a owner of a million billion dollar company. No, no, no. I I don't don't mean releases and things like that. I mean, you know, okay, working with Saudi Arabia during the journalist thing. I mean, um, it's all over. It's all over the boxing world. For example, football football games will be in Saudi Arabia in a couple years without question. That's not what we're talking about. Was he completely transparent about the train, the uh, plane situation? Apparently not. So a lot of people. The superstars had their say on that. The show went on after Owen Hart died, uh, which you know I don't I don't look at too lightly. There's a lot of things, yeah. Louis, right? You know, you can you can have your opinion on it. I'm just saying there's a lot there that is divisive. I'm not saying it's right or oh, wrong. Agreed, agreed. But agreed. you can't you can't say you know he's just like an angel. I get it why I people agree. might not like him. Is the point? It, it it was a question we got when it was like oh so so SB3 and I took the stance that we both thought WWE was selling. We thought that that's a possible reason for the releases and a couple of questions were like i'll oh, be great for like the industry will be a better place if amazon buys it and i was like do you think jeff bezos hasn't done knows what to do <laughs> uh, not even that do you think jeff bezos hasn't done some maybe some questionable things mm. like do, do you think w, if jeff bezos will be in there or the owner of disney will be in there and everyone will be like oh the decisions are great now they're all for the people wwe doesn't care about the people and no billion dollar company does really they care about making money, which I think you're naive if you think they don't. All right. Gatecrasher Forever says, why are so many wrestlers called up to the main roster but seemingly miss out on a proper run in NXT? Rick Boogs, Reginald, Dabakato, Omos. I realize two of them are tall, and that's usually reason enough. You answered your own question with two of them. Yeah. Like, if they've got something special that Vincent Mann wants, a la Braun Strowman once upon a time, you're going to get Jettison to the main roster. The other ones, it's just like spare parts really right like it's, it's people that are more suited to the main roster as well like elias for example i would say his gimmick is 100 percent more suited to the main roster than it is to nxt and i think you see that occasionally where people are just more suited to the main roster in their gimmick they aren't the super workers that you come to expect in nxt rick boogs incredibly charismatic guy is he going to be an nxt super worker not really will he be great in front of a live crowd when crowds are back probably in terms of the main roster. So I just think it's it's as well who people that Triple H probably thinks as well. Yeah, there's not much I can do with you in NXT. Mm. You aren't like a former PWG guy, former Ring of Honor guy that I can stick there with Johnny Gargano on a pay-per-view and say, go out and have 50-minute classics. I think if you say to Triple H, all right, can we take Omos? He's not going to be like, no, 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 I'm building my brand around that guy. Well, I think the people that have gone up are people that are like, yeah, like fair enough. Like you can have him. I'm not really going to do anything with him. 
Mm, maybe I do think you're right. The, the first part of your point, I think, is spot on. Just you know, some people are suited better, and there's more interesting roles for them on a sports entertainment product versus a wrestling centric yeah. product. Um, yeah. So there you have it. Uh, Hector Rodriguez says, "Do y'all think the potential sale of WWE is the cover up for re-signing Lesnar and Cena, or are both mm. sides?" Or are both two sides of the same coin in terms of how on how business was handled? I don't think Vince needs to make extra capital to find room to sign Brock Lesnar. Like, no, I, I don't. You know, they can afford to sign anyone basically whenever they mm. want. It's just a case of look at a lot of the releases this year. Um, as much as I don't like a lot of them, you could make a case for maybe two thirds of them saying, "Well, they weren't really doing anything." Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I'll i sit here and tell you Buddy Murphy was great. But at the end of the day, was he on TV a lot? Is he justifying what WWE paying him? I can understand kind of why WWE might say, no, we you know we need to move on from this person. So I don't think it's, you know, they say budget cuts. It's not cutting the budget so that you can afford to sign Brock Lesnar and Cena. Like, trust me, they'll sign Lesnar anytime, every time. It's it's the Braun Strowman one that makes me think it's a sale because of how big his contract was. Dave Meltzer reported today one point two million a year. He's someone he main evented a pay per view, not main evented, but he was in the WWE title match two weeks ago, um, and now he's getting released. That was the one where I'm like, okay, they are cutting the budget, balancing the books, making the books look as good as possible to eventually sell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's plausible. I, I I don't want to commit either way what I think on that, but it's certainly I wouldn't be surprised if. In a couple years, we hear WWE is looking to sell. I that's my stance. I it's not like I'm expecting it to happen next week, mm. but if it does come out, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, that's probably fair. I uh, probably um, still would be shocked. In fairness, Evil Penguin says my first. I mean, I'd be shocked if, by the way, Vince sold in his lifetime. I really would. Uh, Evil Penguin says my first Ultra Chat. Just want you guys, along with the entire Wrestling Daily and Wrestle Talk crew, to know how much you appreciated. And how much your content has helped a lot of us get through the pandemic. Thank you all. And I can't wait for Quizlemania War Games. Oh, thank you, Evil Penguin. On that note, we actually had quite a few new subscribers, obviously, over the last couple of days with some big shows. So thank you to everyone that is watching. Uh, if you are new around here or if you're an old timer that we've seen for, for months and months, thank you very much. And if you are happen to stumble across this, across this video and aren't subscribed, please do consider doing so. Because once we hit 15K, there'll be Quizzlemania War Games, which should be quite a lot of fun with all of the Wrestling mm. Daily crew. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much, everyone, over the last couple of days and really over the last Thumbs couple of months for your, for your support. Thumbs up, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Should we do some games now? Yes. You know, mate, the the Ultra Chats pay some bills around here. Let's, lest lest you forget that. Um, Right. First up in the games column, right? I'm going to ask Louis a couple of questions and we will see. Let's see if we get similar answers. Okay. Best wrestling journalist. Oh, my pen doesn't work. 
Oh, let me, let me. I don't know if anyone can see how bad my pen is. My daughter has absolutely ruined it. Get a new pen. Oh, I don't even know. Or just write it on your notes on your phone. No, that sucks. There is another pen around here somewhere, but I don't really want to get up and get it. Um. <laughs> oh, there must be a way around this. My daughter screwed me. Oh, I won't even do it. Well, I'll write mine down. You just say them. All right. We'll do that for now. Mm. What, what, what an anticlimactic game that was. Um, I thought you'd make your pen work, you pro. Listen, when, when you have kids and that happens, look at that. That's been massacred. That how has you, been massacred. How can, I, there was, that was fine yesterday. Bloody toe rag. Sean is the best. Yes, I would have had Sean. Um, I th- <laughs> Brad Preston, you bad. I saw it. I bad saw it. egg. How dare you? Um, I was considering writing that, to be honest, as a bit of a joke, but I thought we'd, the first one we take seriously. I have to say, um, as far as like news in today's climate of wrestling, right? There are, in my opinion, four or five very reliable people, right? Um, but the amount of news Sean Rossap gets, and he's quite, he's literally like never wrong. Like he's like 98, I would go as far as say he's like 99% right. I think I've only ever seen him, I've never seen him completely wrong. Maybe, you know, maybe there's like something that's up for debate or misinterpreted, but I've never seen the guy be wrong. Um, and you look at the news from every other outlet these days, and I'm including the Wrestling Observer here, the bulk of their news is from Sean, whether they credit it the, or not, it is on this show. The majority of the news we cover, I think, if if we actually broke down the titles, the majority are from Sean. Yes, I mean um, the the good ones, anyway. Like, yeah, because yeah. sometimes you'll obviously take a report, and that's where the biosometer comes into. Do we believe it or not? And there are some questionable ones. But um, not with not with Sean. I, I I think he's. I honestly think now, and I know there's like some renegades of the past who are like you know believe Dave Meltzer is still the guy, and he you know he's he's a guy, right? He's still very still got his empire, and I respect him. But I think Sean is the best in the game. If Dave breaks something, AW, I think if, if you're AW news, it's Dave, because you know you know you know where Dave's getting it from. Probably, yeah. But I mean, like to, to me, in just terms of like the way I, my criteria would be someone who breaks important news and how regularly they do it. I would honestly, I think I'd be Sean, Mike Johnson, Dave Meltzer. I I don't know. I would, I would put, I mean, Mike Johnson's had some, uh, listen, very reliable. He's had he's some had great some- ones. He's had some bad ones as well, though. I mean, no, he died. I, he, he was he was dying on that edge hill. No one believed him. Yeah, exactly. Poor geezer. No one. He was like, he's coming back. Everyone was like, yeah, shut up, Mike. You're talking out your ass. And then he just popped up at Royal Rumble, and Mike was like, yeah. Um, but I think no, I, I would put John Alba there as well. I think John Alba's very good at what he does in terms yeah. of he he isn't going to report so and so's been this is the creative plans, but in terms of his, like definitely Florida base over the pandemic, he was all over the COVID stuff. He's more he was of all a over traditional journalist in wrestling rather yes. than a wrestling journalist. Yes. Like, but, I mean, me- if he reports something, I know it's pretty accurate. 
And I think that is the mark of a good journalist. Sean's track record is incredible, especially with the amount of stuff he gets. But there, therein, therein lies the difference. A wrestling journalist to me, right? And this yeah. is obviously, this is skewed a lot of the time. It's news, but it's also like wrestling news, which, you know, falls into, yeah. it falls into creative plans and why this happened, why that happened. You know, uh, there's a lot of different stuff. Whereas John Albert to me is a traditional journalist and he is from other fields who kind of comes in, well. who comes into wrestling as well. Mm. Um, so, you know, and you're not going to like me for this, but I will stick you in there. Because you don't report as much as Sean, but you, you're another one where if I see it, I don't doubt it. Well, I, well the, the main thing, I, I think me and Gary Cassidy are in a similar bracket here because um, we won't, you know, we're not going to do exclusives every week. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, when we do put it out, um, you know, Millie McKenzie, for instance, was was a recent one of mine. It's, it's going to be true. Like, you know, I, obviously yeah. there are, and also, I mean, for me as, as a journalist, it was one of those things where I let the bulk of my work come through interviews. Now I know Sean doesn't have that luxury, like yeah. when it comes to WWE, but a lot you, of what you, I, what I do will come from the horse's mouth and I'll relay it that way. I'll, I'll do my investigating that way. You got yeah. to pick your path. You, you can't have it both ways where, I know there's a conversation even you and I have had where, you can't. You could. You couldn't report the stuff. You probably wouldn't get the coverage if you were do, reporting the stuff that Sean reports. WWE might not want to give you that coverage. But I think you've got to pick what lane you go in. And a, a lot of your reports as well, they're very accurate, but they're few and far between. Not few and far between because that makes out like you rarely do them. But I think that that also comes into a wrestling journalist as well is the, the 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 like coverage. And I guess that also comes into the publication you work for. But in terms of wrestling interviews. It's you and Ryan. Well, that was my next question. It was going to be, who is the best interviewer in wrestling? Oh, easy. It's easy. Who have you gone for? Mine is CVV. Yeah, so is mine. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. So, like, for the record, I consider interviews, like, the foundation of what I do. Like, I, and I think you have to feel this way, I feel as good as... I'd put myself up against anyone in terms of interviews. I, I'm very proud of like the interviews that I've done, but um, he's different gravy, isn't he? Chris, he's very, good. he's very good. When I was like getting into it, and I was like, you know, like when I watch interviews from when I started to now, I know I've improved, and a lot of who I watched was Chris Van Vliet. Like he's just very, very good um, at prizing stuff out of people, making them feel comfortable. Like that rapport, he's really, really good. Um, so he was somebody that I liked a lot. I liked Alicia Atoot as well. I thought yep. she, was, I thought she was very good. Um, I, I, I've only really watched her the past year, but I think Denise is obviously fantastic. Um, you know, t to me, when I was like trying to, <laughs> you're very good for your age. I'll give you that. You're much better than I bloody was. Um, you're way better than you should be at your age. But for me, I'll take, um, I'll take that. I do think Ryan Satin's doing good stuff with Fox right now with the yeah, uh, character stuff. Um, but to me, like, if, if I had to like nail it down, uh, I, 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 and you, if you said to me, yeah, there has to be one, I would, I would say no, Chris, Chris, would say Chris, easy. Chris, easy. But I mean, he's TV, he's on TV, he's, he's like, he does his Chris, Chris is just like, he, again. 
is he would you call him a wrestling interviewer uh, i mean yeah or is, he, it's, is it's, he in the like john alba vein where he he's a, like an interviewer that interviews way, wrestlers you might not like satin but his stuff with fox at the moment out of character is pretty good um the stuff with the wwe superstars just you know steph just, steph as well i want to show some love to steph chase because she yeah i mean I, i've seen that i mean she, like, we could do this all day right we could she be like, must oh. be she must be chris jericho's best friend at this point they she interviews him every three <laughs> weeks but I mean, uh, she's great and a lot of the times you can get good stories out of her um interviews as well which i think is again it's not the most important thing like matty paddocks for example i love his interviews and they're so different and unique in terms of wrestling i can't get much like wrestling news out of them if that makes sense i i made this point to Matty, and i think that's what makes him unique it will be what puts the ceiling on him and it will be what but makes tell you him what, great. it will be what the wrestlers love because they will tell what, very quickly it's what wwe will love that's why and it's not only, but it's not only that if you're a wrestler you've heard all of these questions before let's talk to me about this let's talk to me about that they've probably never heard a lot of the questions that matty has asked because he, he he doesn't take it along the wrestling route which i massively respect about him um and he does do it sort of in a unique way and yeah i think as you said wwe will love it the wrestlers will love it uh, we i love listening to them um, but yeah, there's, 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 there's a there's lot. Right? Some very we, 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 we could do this all day. Where it comes to like, you know, obviously like Steph's amazing as well. I think SP, someone mentioned SP3 earlier. Obviously, he's not as high profile as anyone else, but he's one of the best talkers and conversationalists. Like, you know, I, I rate SP3 very highly. That's the reason he's on this channel. Frank, I will say, Renee's getting a lot of love in the chat. I don't count her as a wrestler. I don't count her. No. I don't yeah. you know you know who I'm talking about. We're, 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 yeah. journal, journalists out there, she's a podcaster and TV personality. You can't. But I mean, she she is incredible. Like I mean, obviously, so, obviously. incredible. It, it, like incredible. I mean, if if we did count Renee, if you counted Renee, you'd have to count like Austin. Yeah, and I mean, if we counted Renee, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation because it would just be Renee. Anyway, listen, I'm gonna say CVV. Is, I agree. Is is my my personal number one? Like he's someone right. who who I, I watched and took a lot of pointers from, and somebody that I thought was very good. Um, right. We'll, we'll have to get I'll, through I'll, these because we're spending like five minutes on each. I know. Well, yeah. I, I think the Q and A part is probably going to die a death here. Yeah. Um, People know will, enough about me. I, I will say that um, for CVV, you know, we were saying earlier, oh, is he? You know, he's got Emmys. Is he arresting? His YouTube channel is specifically for pretty much wrestling, right? So yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to count him. I'm going to count him. Yeah. Um, most overrated match ever. If you write what I think you're going to write, you're in trouble. Uh, fuck. I'm going to annoy some people. All right. No. Go on, mate. Cat amongst the pigeons. Wait. No, I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't say that. Say it. I'm torn between two. All right. All right. Screw it. Screw it. Screw it. Screw it. Screw it. Screw it. Come on, then show us. All right. I need to write it down. <laughs> now, I don't want to give you mine. That's Brett mine. Hart. That's mine. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, uh, WrestleMania, Iron Man. But I think we're, if that's the one you meant, yeah. um, it absolutely is an over... I mean, I love both men, right? 
for an hour? Like, was it? You know, was it the classic everyone? Nah, I don't know. Not on for paper, me. you tell me Iron Man match Shawn Michaels Bret Hart. I'm expecting more than I got. Yeah. I, I can't even really tell you much that happened outside of maybe the beginning and end, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it was just... And I get it, it's difficult, yeah, of course. But, like, you know, you look at what Brock and Kurt did or Sean and Cena. Yep, I agree, I agree. I don't um, yeah. My other option was Cody Dustin. That's such a ridiculous take. Of all time. Like, you might think it's not that great. I couldn't think of anything, to be honest. That's that a, was, and, that, and then that scene take. That last one came to my head. My other one, yeah, it was those two, but no, Brett, Brett and Michaels is, is it for me. I, I thought um, FTR and Omega and Paige. I didn't think that was that great. Mm, it was the weakest of the three. Yeah. Of the like FTR and Young Bucks, FTR and Omega Page, Omega Page and... Um, and uh, I know what you mean, Bucks. Yeah, Young Bucks. It was the weakest of the three. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It was still good. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say it stunk or anything like that. But, and I think a part of it was like the humidity and there was the crowd and all of that. Yeah. It just, it just like for what I wanted and what I got. And even afterwards, people were still trying to tell me it was amazing. And I was like, eh, I mean, it was good. I don't think it was, yeah. you know, that's the, in the essence of the word overrated, I guess. Best promo ever. As in the best promo person. or who is? Person. Oh. Whoa, Jeremy Bauman says Rock Hogan is one of the most overrated matches in WWE history. Why? Because there wasn't 450 splashes and shit. Come on, man. The essence of wrestling, Rock so, Hogan is one of the greatest matches ever. If the idea is, you wait, Louis, if the idea okay. is to get the crowd hooked, to get yeah. them emotionally invested, to, that tell me a crowd that was hotter than that. They didn't even have to do anything. That is what you call magic. Please get oh, this idea, man. get this idea out of your head that it has to be an amazing match because you have to do all of these intricate and ridiculously astounding things. What they did that day is amazing. I don't care what anyone says. You're welcome to your opinion, of course, Jeremy. If you didn't enjoy it, you didn't enjoy it. I just think um, that is the art of wrestling. Having the crowd in the palm of your hand like that is amazing, I think. Fair enough. Who have you got for best promo? Brock. Rock, Rock. I've gone for I've gone for Paul Heyman. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, I can't debate. Um, I think he sells me on a match more than anyone. He has this great ability to big up his big up like who his client is facing, so it makes the win feel like a bigger deal. Again, I'm thinking about my age here when I say this. I wasn't watching during the time for the Rock promos. I wasn't watching for the Austin promos. I, if we want to go back further, I wasn't watching for the Dusty promos Would uh, or for the Ric Flair promos. Would I put them in that bracket? Quite possibly. But for, for my span of watching, and obviously I'm going to have a closer affinity to Paul Heyman because I, he's been around while I've been watching. He's... Absolutely exceptional. I, 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 I think he is an absolute. He is integral to Brock Lesnar. He is integral to in and by that proxy to the main event of the majority of the WrestleManias over the last ten years. I think he is such a vital cog in that machine and that act. Uh, I think he's. I, I'm a massive Heyman mark. I'm. This is hard because I don't want to like 
belittle him at all. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not arguing against him because I don't think Heyman's great. Of course, Heyman's great. Um, I feel like there was a span where he got really repetitive with Lesnar. Um, and there was like a, yeah. there was, there was like a two year period maybe where he was, and I get it. It's the same stuff and it's meant to be, but I, it just didn't, didn't push the needle much for me for a while. Um, I, th- I think it's also because that if you're thinking about the time period, I, if, if you're thinking about the time period that I think you're thinking about, that also came in the Roman period where people were down on seeing Brock and Roman. And I think that also had something to do with it quite likely. Well, I mean, it's, it's Heyman's promos, right? Like it's still, you know, it, it is what it is. For me, um, we're talking about promos that make people want to see stuff. Like, how can you argue against The Rock in the hottest period of the business, right? He was the best promo at the biggest, hottest point in business history. You can make arguments for Hogan and, you know, to a degree, or f- particularly Flair and Dusty, you know, the working man, or, you know, and, and Flair was pretty revolutionary what he was doing as well. But, like, for Rock, he has, you could literally go on YouTube and get lost in all the great rock promos. Like if you yeah. watch raw, that guy was so, and I know I'm, I know I'm biased, right? Because obviously I love the rock and he, he the promos are part of why I fell in love with him and thus wrestling. But you know, the way that guy made everything that he did interesting is so understated. Every feud he was in was great. The rock heel or baby face was an amazing promo. You have like Austin used to get amazing pops. I haven't heard anyone get reactions like the rock used to get on the mic. No one rock could have the, the you know, the, Rocky, Rocky, you could have them all chanting his name. Yeah. I know he did it when he came back. Right. But in his prime, it was deafening. The rock yeah. is over, more over than anyone I can think of on a microphone. Um, you know, and he's got those, those iconic promos, like the one before Hell in a Cell, where he impersonates everybody. Um, you know, I know he's very catchphrase heavy, but every one of them got over. That's something to be celebrated. Same as the way Chris Jericho was able to do that later on in his career. I just feel like for The Rock, particularly doing it heel and babyface, which can be hard, right? Doesn't always translate well. The Rock is a heel, Hollywood Rock. He was amazing on the microphone where he was like, you know, going in on Toronto and Sacramento and all of those places. And I, I just don't think there's been anyone that could do as much as he could do, how varied it was. It was humorous, but his intensity was like to the max as well. He sold matches that, you know, if we're talking as well, you want to switch it away from the rock jokes. What about when him and Steve Austin had the sit down before 17? He is the most versatile and skilled talker in the history of the business, in my opinion. Uh, I do want to, Give a shout out to Vince. He was another one that I had on my list. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think once crowds come back, Eddie Kingston, and I'm not being hyperbolic when I say this, I think has a shout. He makes all, me believe all, of all time. Name he is the, name me three all time Eddie Kingston promos. His one when he debuted. His one when Moxie when they were screaming each, in each other's faces. And the, the okay, I can think of two, but. Even those two, you're putting them against he, anything else. He, he makes he makes me believe wow. wrestling is actually real. No, I love Eddie Kingston. Don't get me wrong, but you're saying all time he's an amazing talker he, in his generation. I think to say all time is strong, right? And now. I know, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Should we get should we get a few more of these done? Because I'm quite enjoying them before we head out of here. Uh, you... Yeah, all right, go on in. I've got two more for you. Uh, yeah. Greatest finisher ever. 
Okay. I've gone for Stunner. I've gone for Stunner. Do you think that it's because whom did it as much as anything else? Yes. It's, yes. It, is, it is just a great fluid move, though, as well. It is it's, as well. You can hit it out of nowhere, but also I think he made it so popular. Like every like seeing Vince get stunned, seeing Shane get stunned, like the beer going everywhere. Like I think it is a cool move. Um, and I think he does really help it. In terms of like an actual finisher finisher, I mean probably the Canadian destroyer, but like uh, Pete Williams, but that's now like a transitional move. When he did it. Yeah. I like in terms of aesthetics, the eclipse as well, I think is up there. But like in terms of an actual finisher finisher, I'd go for Stunner. I think Stunner's an all-timer. Like, you know, and, and the RKO as well. There's I mean the, the RKO because it's got so many ways, like when Randy Orton retires, there'll be a whole video package on how he did the RKO. You can, how many finishes can you do that with? And yeah. it's just it's just a cutter. That's all it is. But the way he does it is so good. Um, so it's very difficult to kind of Ah, man, it's good. Um, <laughs> best heel ever. Ever. But I'm going to obviously allow that it's in our lifetimes is probably more concentrated because... I mean, if we're talking in our lifetimes, uh, I can't put him there, but MJF is near. Um, I won't put him there, but he's, he's near there. Um, you, you, I, I don't... I don't want to like say you're wrong, but you have very much. Re- you have to like look at the grand scheme of everything. In my lifetime, there's never been a bigger prick. Don't forget when I, the time more, I've been watching more more than Vince McMahon, MJF. Okay, now, Vince is the best heel ever, right. undoubtedly for no. his impact. Right, like, you, you. I tell you what, you write what you're gonna write. All right, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write Vince because it is Vince. But okay, um, I think that. It, don't forget, when I've been watching, Vince hasn't really been on TV. Occasionally, but nothing like the Attitude Era. MJF, in that's the a time... That's a, a very good show. In the very time good. I've been watching, which has obviously been the PG era of WWE, it's been very, like, dumbed-down heels. No, no one too, like, outrageous and disgusting. Yeah. Um, like, MJF is that. And, yeah, we're, we're like... <clears throat> But Vince of all time, in terms of you talking like the Montreal screw job and like the Miss McMahon character, he's so important to Austin. I do think he's up there. Uh, Piper, I'm seeing getting a lot of love in the comments as well. Maybe I've got I've got two that I want to bring to the table here. And I thought Unrealized Thoughts makes a good point here. Randy Orton, Tomasa Champion, Vince McMahon is a very good list. Um, you know, I think MJF again, he'll go down as one eventually, but the body of work, you need to build it. You can't put that against Vince literally no. ch- changing the industry with Steve Austin. Uh, Austin wouldn't have been as big. You know what I mean? You just, you just have to kind of take a step back and say, impact wise, wow. Um, I think Randy Orton at his best as well. What, 07 to 09, uh, you know, where he's kicking people in the head and just being a lunatic was amazing. Yeah. Um, I think there's an amazing case for this. Triple Stroke says, Triple H. In 2000. Now, let me let me explain why. Go on, hit me. Now, I know that, you know, a lot of people will go, oh, you know, he got with Stephanie, but man, rah, rah, rah. And, and like that was a great source of the heat. But especially The Rock, but perhaps Stone Cold Steve Austin as well would not have been as big as they were had they not had Triple H as their foil. I've said it. Triple H being the hill that he was, you need an amazing heel to help build an amazing baby face. And let me tell you something. 
I don't know if I've ever heard anyone in my lifetime get louder, visceral, real heat reactions than Triple H did in 2000. He was really hated, like incredibly hated. And he maintained that for the majority of his career, right? Even when he came back at the Madison Square Garden and everyone was like, oh, we love you, Triple H. He still managed to turn again. Um, and he had the whole evolution run, which was obviously amazing and did so much for the business. That's another part that you have to factor into it. He made people. We're talking Rock and Austin. Orton, less so. He definitely made Batista. Definitely. Yeah. No, nobody yeah. could say anything about that. So, yeah. um, yes, Triple H back then. Was he a little bit of a prick? Probably. Um, Edge as well. I've seen him in the comments. Yeah, he was I good. Mean, Dif- different, but again, like mm. you have to look. He had, to, he had like, sex on TV. That was healish. But bit. who, like, okay, and he had great heat. But who did he like make make that you could compare to Austin for McMahon, The Rock for Triple H? Yeah, uh, you know, it's 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 a part of the criteria to me. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're talking best heel wrestlers, uh, Jeremy uh, for his sins, Ric Flair is an amazing heel worker in the ring for Roman, Triple H. Roman Ryan legacy. Yeah, well, that he made. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was, I mean, their opener at Mania was amazing. I don't. I yeah. think Brian was being made before then, but yeah, I think it did help. Like, like people definitely helped. Say it. Definitely helped. It definitely helped him along the way for sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's a good point here. Uh, keeping uh, ironically, keeping it current says Flair made Sting and Steamboat, which yeah, I mean, at the Sting, absolutely a man. Um, I mean, it's one of those things. Like I said, when I was talking about the promos and Dusty, if I was watching, probably. But I just wasn't, so I'm always going to look back on it less favourable. That is such a shout from John. I mean, I'm not going to say he's the greatest ever, but I hated JBL. I hated him. Did you hate him for the right reasons? Well, I I was a kid, right? So I just hated him because I didn't like him, which is the essence of being a wrestling fan. How young were you? When JBL was champ? 15, Uh, 16-ish, I think. Yeah, Maybe, was I? 2004, the way, yeah. The way you said kid. Well, I was still, you know, I, I, I still yeah. didn't know about dirt sheets or anything like that. Yeah. I knew it was fake, but I just didn't like him. I was like, oh, this guy, you know, Undertaker trying to win it forever. Um, but yeah, I think, um, obviously, there's so many great shouts there. I, I would say you're right. It probably has to be Vince. But I do think, you know, because at the end of the day, he made Austin, who was the biggest star of business has ever seen. Um, yeah. Inside the business, anyway. Rock outside. But, um I do think Triple H has got a great legacy there. And you're right, MJF, he's on the path to having a great one already. Got to tell you. There's a lot of skilled heels down the years as well. Yeah. I'll give you one final question. Who, yeah. um, who, who, who is one of the greatest of all time that could do it as heel and babyface? Equally as effective as both. Easy. I, I've got, I've, really? Kurt's yeah. yours. Number one. Yeah. Yeah. Jer- Jericho is probably mine. Oh, Jericho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget mine. Forget mine. Forget mine, Jericho. It's you can't go back that easy. Why did you put I, Angle? I, I just completely forgot. I put Angle because, like, he could do his, like, heel wrestling, like, heel, like, greatest wrestler of all time and, like, wrestling machine stick. He could do his backstage comedy segments, be really funny. Like, like he's quite goofy and the, like, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon love triangle stuff. In TNA, he's still, like, one of the best wrestlers of all time. I think that. But when you, when now you've said it, and I can't believe I forgot him. It, it's a hundred percent Jericho. Jericho right. is red hot too. both ways. Red hot either way. 100%. He, he uh, he's not just 
one dimensional either way either right like as a as a baby face he had like the original one in wwe and then you had like the other one he comes back and and he kind of evolved and the same as being a heel he was really great at you know he's either that smarmy one he used loads of big words he's just a nasty one he's a jealous one like um you know I, I, the legendary one as well I, I just feel like he's he's done it in so many different shades to be on top for 30 years is hard like hard uh, 20 years, maybe 30 years, a bit of a stretch. I'm seeing Daniel Bryan in the chat. That's a shout. I don't know if I'd Daniel him- Bryan is one of those guys. You told me in 2013 that Daniel Bryan would have a great heel run. I would have said, There's no way you can't turn him heel. You cannot turn that guy heel. And it worked. I would say the same, like to a lesser extent with Bailey. I have that, I had that similar thing where I'm like, You can't turn a heel. And then they did, and she had a great heel run. So I think that is something to be applauded as well. How Bryan was able to go from the most like Chris Jericho has never been the most over baby face in wrestling, like the most over baby face in wrestling. Well, I mean, it, yeah, probably not. But where, whereas Brian has, yeah, and to I think with that's... Jericho, Jericho was alive in a time with Austin and Rock. Yes, he was. He like, was. That's, that, that's exceptional. But like, I think it takes skill like Brian to be able to go. Yes, I'm the most beloved guy in wrestling. He would just come back, considering from like years out, and was able to turn heel. So I'd go. Uh, Daniel Bryan be up there for sure, but it is Chris Jericho, undoubtedly. Yeah, I like Bailey. I mean, you have to, you have to say Becky Lynch, right? Like, as a heel, she got so hot. Um, but was she a heel? Well, this is the problem. She was acting like one, and everyone loved it. Um, which is not the essence of it, but I'm just saying she played yeah. both well. Bailey is another good shout that I'm seeing from people. The Rock, it, it was amazing as both. I love Eddie Guerrero's getting some love. Yeah, I saw Triple H in there. I, I never thought Triple H was an amazing babyface, um, mm. but he was such a natural heel. Kurt Angle was a much better shout. I, and CM Punk is another good one. I, I, I thought he was better as a heel, but very entertaining as a babyface. If I had to say, though, like there's someone who could do literally both at the highest level. I mean, it has to be Jericho. Jericho. It has to 100%. be Jericho. has to 100%. be. No, yeah, Hector's right. I mean, she, she, she was, but my argument here is at SummerSlam, when she turned... WWE, WWE really thought she was going to be a heel. They really yeah. thought that. It wasn't until like the next couple of weeks they were like, oh shit, like she's super over. We're going to have to change this. Anyway, this has been a great debate. We've already gone long. Um, this has been a lot of fun to talk about, um, getting different opinions. And one day, I'm going to listen, my daughter is going to get it tomorrow. She's going to get it for this pen gate. Pengate in the McCarthy household. Um, thank you so much, guys, for joining us tonight on Wrestling Daily. We will have more people and guest co-hosts. There are some good guest co-hosts coming up. There is. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Forgotten Wonders Upex has made a great point. Alex McCarthy is a heel and a face. I prefer being a face. I prefer being the nice guy. But every now and again, when Louis challenges me to fights and stuff, you know, what are you going to do? Still think, I still think you're the face when I challenge you to fights. Do you reckon? You're the heel. Yeah, reckon, you're yeah. the, the scrupulous heel. I reckon, I reckon pe- people are cheer for you. <laughs> White meat. White meat, baby White face. White meat. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Really enjoyed it. We will be back on Tuesday for the phone-in, and it will be the same duo you see here right now. Alex McCarthy. Hang on. Maybe not. We're not doing Albert next week. I think it's the week after. Not him. Do you remember what I texted you? Are you away? I'm not away. We might have something planned for the for the Wednesday show. Right. You, you should have just let it roll, but now you've teased. Um, no, I will we'll tease. There is something potentially in the works for the for the Wednesday show. No promises, but it could be pretty cool. Yeah, it'll be cool. It will be cool if we can make it happen. So anyway, I'll be here Tuesday regardless. 
right? I think. I might be here. I might not. Yeah, who knows? We'll I'll figure it out. I'll probably turn up either way. I'll probably then, call in. Either way, give us that thumbs up, subscribe. We appreciate you. On the road to 15k for that almighty war games have a good weekend guys lots of wrestling to enjoy all the love from the wrestling daily team take it easy bye bye deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.